Hello and welcome to this episode of the Art and Design of Sci-Fi and Fantasy, Mystery and Horror. Uh, today I speak with actor Aaron Eisenberg, who's probably best uh, well-known among sci-fi people for his uh, role as Nog in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Uh, we talk about his approach to acting, uh, some of his motivations, some of his role models. Uh, we talk about uh, some of the roles he's been in that perhaps you might not have uh, known about. And, uh, you know, we have little tidbits, little uh, acting uh, and TV and, and movie historical tidbits. So, uh, yeah, thank you and enjoy. I'm here at Shirley 40 with actor Aaron Eisenberg. Thank you for speaking with me. Sure, man. Yep. So uh, tell me first how you got into this whole show business thing. Well, I got into show business when I was about 17. I looked like I was 11. Mm-hmm. Someone said, hey, you look so young. You should get into the film business. You can make a lot of money. I'm like, ah, okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any aspirations at that time of being an actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought, oh, I can make some money while I'm going to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got started in it, and then I just fell in love with it. And then okay. I just pursued it with everything I had. And one audition leads to the next audition, mm-hmm. leads to the next audition and Star Trek came around as an audition. I had two auditions for it and here we are today. Okay. So where was uh, where would you say you met, you had your first big success? Where did you feel like, wow, I'm really going to... Uh, I did a movie called The Horror Show. Mm-hmm. That would probably be the one of the biggest things. Mm-hmm. My first real starring role in a motion picture mm-hmm. with Lance Henriksen, Dee Dee Pfeiffer, Rita Taggart. Uh, that was under Sean Cunningham Productions, who did um, all the like the Friday the Thirteenth movies. So it was a horror film with Brian James, uh, who passed away many years ago. So that was probably probably my my first big gig. Okay. Yeah. And what kind of role was it? Oh, I played Lance character? Henriksen's son. Okay. In the show, yeah. All right. In the movie, it's a feature film. And what was the, uh, the feel of it when you were on the set? You know, did it uh, feel like a horror kind of thing, or? Well, sure. I mean, you're 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 in scenes that are horrific. Mm-hmm. You know, you're doing haunting, spooky stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like big, chunky acting scenes. You know, with a lot of depth mm-hmm. uh, that I got in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. But it was a ton of fun and one of my first experiences. And I loved meeting Lance Henriksen. I keep waiting to meet him at a con again. And go, Lance, what's up? Yeah. You know, see if you know remember me and. It's great. You know, it was a great experience. And Dee Dee Pfeiffer became friends with her, and you lose touch with actors because we're so we're very much like gypsies, you know, things like that. So it was it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Did it change with that success? Did it change your method of acting or rehearsal or anything like that? No, it just reinforces it, or you, you learn and keep growing. You know, it didn't really change. It just keeps you just keep growing as an actor and learning new things and what works and what doesn't and mm-hmm. how film and what your expect what the expectations of you what what people's expectations of you is mm-hmm. uh, for for your responsibilities in the movie mm-hmm. things like that yeah. so doing sci- science fiction and fantasy is there a difference as far as how you approach your work no you, there isn't it's always about the honesty of whatever you're portraying mm-hmm. in whatever genre you're doing mm-hmm. the genre is just the theme and the story that you're telling mm-hmm. but but 
you know, you're still immersed in the role of whatever it is you might be doing, and you got to find the honesty and the truth within that role. I, I think that's the core of acting and how actors get to that truth and honesty or how they portray that there's different paths mm-hmm. for them each individually and what, what works for them mm-hmm. so how was it uh, being in prosthetics you know putting on all the makeup and stuff how did that it was great it just is another another facet of acting and uh, of the of the jewel of acting mm-hmm. you know it's more like mask work and for some people it, it, it invokes a paranoia or a claustrophobia uh-huh. others they're able to really take it and run with it mm-hmm. fortunately I was able to run with it it didn't uh, you know hadn't done anything prior uh, well that's not true actually I worked at Disneyland okay. uh, as Mickey and, oh, yeah? and Dopey and so I knew going into it I wasn't going to have any claustrophobic effect mm. because I was able to do it uh, in Dis- at Disneyland mm. so maybe that made it easier for me to play Nog I don't know I never thought of that mm. uh, so yeah it's just another part of the costume part of the character you know mm-hmm. so you mentioned it, you said it's like mask work Is that sure your- absolutely What's up, Sonic? What's up, Sonic? That was Sonic the Hedgehog. What's up, man? Come on, you can give me something. No? All right, you don't have to. He's hesitant. He almost did. She blocked him off. So, yeah, it is a lot like mask work because you have a mask and you've got to learn how to, you know, find the truth within that character and, and, and relay that truth, right? And if you overdo it, it looks hokey. If you don't do anything at all, if you're not truthful, then nothing comes through. But it's really not any different than any other characters you're playing unless you make it different, you know? There are some technical aspects of it. The teeth would change how I spoke. Mm-hmm. I would over have to over-enunciate mm-hmm. words to be clear. Okay. So it gave me a, a character trait, you know. So it does, it can uh, augment, you know, your communication skills or, or, or the communication you, you give out, mm-hmm. you know. So did you get a chance to look at uh, dailies and stuff and maybe... No. No, not no. at all. And I wouldn't have done it anyway. Oh, okay. So just giving your direction and you go. Yeah. Okay. Um, so as far as how you approach your work, is there anything special about the way you do rehearsal or prepare or anything like that? Not always. I mean, I like to read the lines and the scripts and the scenes over a course of time and kind of get it implanted within my brain so I don't have to play off of memory and I can play off of instinct. Mm-hmm. I prefer to do that, but I don't always have that luxury. Mm-hmm. So, you know, try to relate to things in my own history, my own life, my own how I react to the world and try to give that through... Uh, in the scene or in the scenes that I'm portraying mm-hmm. things like that okay. now did uh, did I hear you say you've done some uh, voice acting like some video I did with Trek Online yep uh-huh. absolutely yeah and what was that uh, anything special about that experience or? Uh, no I just made sure I brought my teeth to the voiceover work oh, okay. so I could find the character of Nog easier mm-hmm. and articulate the voice patterns as much as I could mm-hmm. as well as the character uh, the characteristics of Nog mm-hmm. with, with you know every Everything else that I was doing within the game. Mm-hmm. So tell me about: Are there any p- particular projects or work that you've done that you're particularly uh, connected to or feel, you know, well, most definitely about? Star Trek. I mean, Nog is a wonderful character. Mm-hmm. Had a great story arc, and you know, is very close to my heart. You know, mm-hmm. I hope I get to play him one day. It'd be it'd be great to revisit him. So I would say Nog is very very close to my heart and always will be. Yeah. So what kind of stuff has inspired you throughout your career? Either. Um, Actors, other actors, directors, anything like that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. 
That's a tough one. I mean, there's a lot of actors I admired. Uh, the ones that I felt were very strong. I mean, I was a very big uh, Sean Penn fan and Pacino and De Niro, Mickey Rourke. You know, kind of that old school of acting from the 70s and the 80s. You know, those kinds of guys. Uh, I really appreciated the, the work that they did uh, and, and wanted to be as strong as them. Uh, not sure if I did that or have done that. Not Obviously not to the extent of success that they've had. Uh, but I hope uh, I hope I can you know be as good as them you know that that was probably those were probably my my the people I looked up to those guys was it sort of the intensity they brought or what is it that they did I think the you... truthfulness the honesty that they brought the realism mm-hmm. that they brought to their characters I always believed what they were giving me on the on the movies that they uh, were were in mm-hmm. I think Mickey Rourke is is an amazing actor mm-hmm. who should continue to work I mean he was great in the wrestler and mm-hmm. you go all the way back to his earlier days Angel Heart and yeah. the other things he did and Pacino of course mm-hmm. always wonderful to watch Pacino and De Niro together on and eat was fabulous and really Sean Penn was always my favorite the all the roles that he did younger I always I always loved Sean Penn he was, was pretty much I'd love to see him again yeah. I got to work with him on colors okay. when I was first getting into the business and oh, wow. And I never got to tell him all that. And then I'd love to see him now and go, I've had a pretty decent career. Not not as great as yours, but I've been able to work. So I've been very fortunate. So, um, oh, I don't... So, yeah, like one more question, then, I, yeah, okay. we can go on. So, yeah, um, yeah uh, sorry. No, um, no, no worries. Some people came up to the table. That's why there was the pause. Okay, so, um, so as far as uh, big projects that you'd want to do in the future, is there anything that you'd love to get your... Oh, I'd always love to play James Bond, but I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. Uh, no, you know, I just want to work. I love to work. There's so many great shows and films out there right now. I, I mean, I love Discovery. be great if I got in Discovery, even though it's another Star Trek show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Alter Carbon. I thought that was a fabulous show on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of... What are, what are we... Oh, you know what? Which I probably would not get a role in. I like Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. I think Kevin Costner is great right now in Yellowstone. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think what else we're watching. Uh, it'd be great to, you know, as, as critical as I am of Orville, it'd be great to be in the Orville yeah. uh, with Seth MacFarlane. And uh, so, yeah, there's so much out there right now. Be, he, actors really just want to work, mm-hmm. you know, and, and have great roles. Yeah. So... As long as I can keep working somehow, that would be good. Well, where can people find you online? Do you have a website? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. You can find me there. Very easy, Aaron Eisenberg. Mm-hmm. And currently, right now, I'm uh, working on a webcast with my uh, one of my co-stars, uh, Garrett Wong from Voyager. Yeah. So uh, we have a show called The Alpha Quadrant. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now, we're watching DS9 and Voyager mm-hmm. and going back and forth talking about our own shows mm-hmm. and offering our criticism or our critique both positive and negative in what we feel about uh, the episodes that we're watching mm-hmm. so check it out the alphaquadrant.com alphaquadrant.com okay yeah, you can take that if you want I to I will okay well thank awesome. you um, any final words that's all no, that's it thanks for having me Matt pleasure to be here okay, thank you alright take care thank you for listening one of the best ways in which you can provide feedback for this podcast is to rate me on iTunes uh, please give me a good rating if you like this Or uh, feel free to give me a bad rating if you didn't, and I'll use that feedback to hopefully make this a better podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram under Chris Alvarez Sci-Fi, on Facebook under Chris Alvarez WLC, on YouTube under Chris Alvarez WLC, 
and on Twitter under Chris Alvarez WLC. You can also get more information on my website, chrisalvarez.com. Please remember my name, Chris, does not have an H. So it's C-R-I-S-A-L-V-A-R-E-Z.com. Thanks for listening and keep imagining the future.